Okay, so do I remember what we talked about last week? Emma, do you remember? Yeah, no? Okay, well, let's, let's do a little review. Okay, so do you remember what it means to be faithful? Uh, I mean, what, what it means for God to be faithful. Do I remember? It means that he never forgets his promises or forsakes his people, right? And then another question here is, how did Noah experience God's faithfulness? Okay, God kept his promise, right, to bring a flood, and who did he save? Noah and his family, right? He said that before the flood, and now we see that God keeps his word, and now after the flood, we will see that they are still alive, okay? All right, so here's three questions I'm going to ask you, okay? One for each one of you, okay? Christopher, you're going to have to step out on this one, okay? Okay, cool. All right, so the first question I'm going to ask is, what came off the ark first, okay? The second question is going to be, what did Noah do when he got off the ark, okay? And then the third question is going to be, how did God respond to Noah's offering, okay? You guys are feel free to come up if you'd like to come up. We just started. <clears throat> so those are the three questions. I'll say them again, okay? So we're going to read it. So what came off the first ark first? I mean, what came off, not the first ark, the only one ark, right? <laughs> what came off the ark first? What did Noah do when he got off the ark? And how did God respond to Noah's offerings? Okay? All right. So if you guys would like to read along with us, we're in Genesis chapter 8, verse 18. And uh, our text would be through verse 22, 18 through 22. Okay. You guys have that memorized? Was that your homework from last week? Yep. Oh, man. Look at you. Huh? He did, huh? Okay, I don't need an interpreter here in a bit. <laughs> okay, so, so Genesis 8, 18 through 22. Here we go. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Okay, every beast, every creeping thing and every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by their families from the ark. Then Noah built an altar to Yahweh and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And Yahweh smelled the soothing aroma and Yahweh said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. And I will never again strike down every living thing as I have done. While all the days of the earth remain, seed time and harvest and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Okay? None of these things shall cease. So global warming, I'm sorry, but we're going to continue to have summers and winters and days and nights. Okay? So anyways, sorry, that last one was me. It wasn't in the Bible. Okay? So it reminded me of. But anyways, the Lord says this, and we've got to trust God's word. Okay? Now, what came off the ark first? Oh, that was good, but no. Once God opened the door, who walked out first? That's good, though. Huh? Noah. Okay. Yeah, you're ahead. You're thinking outside the box. I like that. Okay, yes. Noah's family came off first. Okay, who came after the family? Do you all know? The animals. That's right. They came off, right, according to their families. Okay? Now, what did Noah do when he got off the ark? He praised the Lord, and how did he do that? Okay, what did he build by thanking him? He built an altar, right? He built an altar, 
And then he offered burnt offerings to God, okay? So Noah's first action in the new world off the ark was to worship God, okay? Praise him. He worshiped him. All right, so how did God respond to Noah's offering? Okay, that was afterwards. What did he do as soon as he, he uh, saw the offering or smelt the offering? He was pleased by them, and he decided never again to destroy everything, right? But he smelt, he said it was a good aroma, right? And then he, he said, uh, he will never again destroy every living creature as he did in the flood, that he would preserve the earth with its days and seasons, okay? All right, so here's, what we're gonna, here's one of the main points. Okay, so Noah's sweet-smelling sacrifice pointed forward to Christ, okay? Think about that. So what God smelt is going to point to something in the future, which is Christ, okay? And Christ will stop God's curse, okay? All right. So here's some words. You ready? So think about this. If you were shut up in an ark for a whole year, imagine you're in an ark on a boat, okay? On a ship, boat, a whole year. What would be the first thing you would do when you finally got off? I see your mind thinking. What are you thinking? What's the first thought that came to your head? Play hunting call of the wild. <laughs> okay. Play hunting call of the wild. What would you do, Lincoln, after you'd come off the ark? You would build a house so you could be safe. Okay. Emma, what would you do? Hug a tree? Okay. All right. We could talk after this, but okay. <laughs> You want to play hunting? Okay. Well, see, that all sounds like fun. Let's see what Noah did, okay? So, yes. Um, so, would you search for food? That would be maybe another question. Would you build a house? I think Lincoln said he would do that. Or would you just run around and play in the sun, right? Okay, so none of these things that we've mentioned are really bad. But Noah did something far better, okay? When he stepped off the ark, the first thing he did was worship, he got to work, not building a house for his family, but building an altar f- to God. So blood sacrifice is the only way for sinners to come before God. We saw this with Adam in Genesis chapter 3. We saw this with Abel in Genesis chapter 4. So why is blood necessary? Do you remember? Remember why blood is necessary? For the sacrifice? Yes. Because it deserves what? Our sins deserve what? Death, that's right. Our sins deserve death. So Noah had learned this in a striking way through the flood. God had wiped out the human race because of sin. Noah must have trembled at the judgments of the Lord, recognizing that he too deserved such death for his sin. And so in thankfulness for the Lord's salvation, he offered up slain animals on the altar he built. Noah's offerings was a sweet-smelling fragrance to the Lord, Okay, have you ever walked into your mom's kitchen and you're like, oh, mom, that smells so good. You ever done that? No. Yep, I've done that too. Okay, this is how what kind of God did, right? It's almost like walking into a bakery, right, where they made some fresh bread. And you're like, oh, this smells so good, right? Or mom's kitchen, maybe grandma's kitchen. Okay, but God delighted in Noah's worship. And in response, he declared that he would never bring such destruction on the world again. This, of course, pointed forward to a far sweeter sacrifice that brought much greater delight to God. The sacrifice of who? Jesus Christ. That's right. That's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. 
Ultimately, it was Jesus to whom Noah was looking forward as he offered up these animals. Only the blood of Christ can save us from the death we deserve and make our worship pleasing to God. And that's why we're here today. Only Christ, through what Christ did, can make our worship pleasing to God. Only by his blood is sin's curse removed. All right, here's some questions. Y'all ready? See if we're paying attention. So what was the first thing Noah did when he got off the ark? What did he do? He praised God how? What did he build? An altar. That's right. He praised God. He worshiped God by building an altar. And then what did he offer on that altar? Okay, burnt sacrifices, offered blood sacrifices. Having been saved from the flood of God's wrath, Noah wanted to give thanks and praise to God. And he knew the only way to do that was by blood. Why was it necessary for Noah to come before God with blood? Because why? I'll get right back to you. No? Wow, yes, right, because he was a sinner, right? Because Noah was a sinner, so sin deserves death. If sinners would live with God, another must die in their place. So who died in our place? Jesus Christ, right? So that's how we can come to God. All right, so who did Noah's sacrifice point forward to? So who specifically, who God? God the Father, the Son, and the Okay, one of those. Give me one of those. Who did, so who did Noah's sacrifice point forward to? It's the middle one. The, the Son. To Jesus, right? Okay, when God smelled Noah's sacrifice, he was pleased and promised never again to curse the world by destroying it in a flood. So Jesus poured out his own blood for us on the cross, okay, becoming, becoming a curse for us. We see that in Galatians 3.13. Because of his sacrifice, sinners like us can be delivered from death and receive eternal life. Isn't that so amazing? That from the beginning of time, God had a plan. And these shadows that we see pointing to Christ eventually were fulfilled in the cross. And now we live on this side of the cross. We have to no longer depend on shadows, but now the reality of Christ. Okay? Let's say your mom and dads are on a plane. And they're coming home. They left you with grandma and grandpa, friends, family, whatever they do, right? They take a long trip. They're, they say they leave for half a year. Then they come back and you're oh, so excited to see them, right? So you see them getting off the plane. And then all of a sudden you run up to mom, dad, right? You're running as fast as you can. Then all of a sudden you go to the ground and start hugging their shadow. What would they think? What would you think? That's crazy, huh? That would be weird, huh? Would you hug the shadow or would you hug them? That's right. And that's why we no longer depend on the shadows, the things of the past before the cross. We now have the reality of Christ. Before the cross, there were shadows. But now after the cross, we have Christ, the real thing, right? So remember that. We have Christ. Okay. So again, I want you to pray tonight, okay? That every member in your family would recognize the sober reality that apart from the blood of Jesus Christ, there is no hope for deliverance from the curse of sin. Okay? So the only way we can be saved, because sin demands death, right? Our sin deserves death, that we can only gain life through Jesus Christ, who is not the shadow, but the reality of our salvation.